Hey, Peter Navarro here with the latest episode of the Taking Back Trump's America podcast and Substack. So here we go, of pollsters and shysters, but I repeat myself. Beware of pollsters bearing pro-Biden or pro-DeSantis gifts. I base this conclusion on two recent polling events that once again reveal a deeply biased and partisan pollster swamp. The first poll out in May from Public Opinion Strategies, its POS acronym says it all, had Ron DeSantis beating Joe Biden in the key battleground states of Arizona and Georgia in a hypothetical matchup while Trump allegedly lost to Biden. This pro-DeSantis poll was tactically released in advance of DeSantis's candidate for president announcement and its results predictably were eagerly embraced by both woke leftist media outlets as well as Rupert Murdoch's never-Trump Fox News empire. Probing beneath the POS waters, I quickly discovered this POS was not a neutral polling firm, but rather a political consulting operation. As it boasts on its website, POS has a, quote, proven record of research that shapes outcomes. That's right, shapes outcomes. In a review of POS's client list, I also found two of the biggest rhino Trump hater politicians in the Republican diaspora, Arizona's former Governor Doug Ducey and Georgia's Governor Brian Kemp. POS also partners with NBC and CNBC on presidential polls. Would you be surprised to learn the hopelessly woke NBC and CNBC were among the worst polls in terms of bias against Trump of any of the major outfits in the 2016 and 2020 presidential elections? This observation leads me to a second poll that caught my eye, one released by Quinnipiac and given legs, as they say, by Rupert Murdoch's Never Trump Fox News. In sharp contrast to the real clear politics average showing Trump beating Biden by 2.4 points, Quinnipiac had Biden winning by four, a massive six-point swing well outside the range of plausibility. In a truth-on-truth truth social, President Trump ripped both Quinnipiac for its bad poll and Fox News for broadcasting, quote, negatives on MAGA and Trump, unquote. Even a cursory review of its performance reveals a polling industry in clear partisan disarray. Consider, for example, the postmortems of the polling results for the 2016 and 2020 presidential elections conducted by Fordham University political scientist Costa Panagopoulos. In each November election, the IBD tip tracking poll got the results exactly right. Good for it. Yet, the vast majority of the remaining pollsters showed varying degrees of Democrat bias. Ten of the 14 featured in 2016 by Panagopoulos skewed left, and that number was 11 of 14 in 2020. Would you be surprised to learn the worst offender in 2020 was Quinnipiac? While Fox News finished in the middle of the Democrat bias pack in both cycles. Here's the obvious takeaway. Today's polling industry simply cannot be trusted to deliver an accurate and unbiased result. Here's a more subtle takeaway. Reject the advice of polling aggregator Nate Silver, who recommends we, quote, take all the polls and trust the result, unquote. 
and accept the poll average, average as the most and best estimate. Statistically, if the polling cohort is heavily skewed against the Republican Party in general, and Trump specifically, as it was in both 2016 and 2020, a simple average is not going to eliminate that bias. Ergo, there is no basis for trust, Mr. Silver. Those defending the industry can cite a litany of hurdles today's pollsters must jump. As one key problem, so-called shy Trump voters underreport their Trumpian support for fear of cancellation or retribution. True that, but it can be adjusted for. A second problem focuses on voter fatigue, which has led to phone response rates below 10%. This is far too low for statistically valid measurements. There is also this online polling Achilles heel. There is simply no scientifically correct way yet to draw an accurate probability sample of online voters. Finally, there are well-known sampling and assumption problems. Should the sample be all citizens, only registered voters, or frequent voters? What is the assumed turnout across partisan and demographic segments of the sample? Here's the point. Even small changes in such assumptions can skew the results of a putatively honest pollster. Yet, jiggering the assumptions can also allow an unscrupulous pollster, a partisan pollster, to put two full thumbs on the scale. Like Gresham's Law, today's bad shyster pollsters are driving out good pollsters for partisan and pecuniary reasons. Here, when partisan or profit-motivated pollsters are able to place skewed results in putatively respectable media outlets, that's a huge win for the bottom line and client relations. My advice leading into the 2024 election cycle, carefully watch the polling results the media tries to spoon-feed you. Through such skepticism and attention, you may be able to separate the tip IBD wheat from the Fox News Quinnipiac shaft. The end result will be a more informed electorate and a stronger American democracy. I'm Peter Navarro, out. And please, be sure to check out my Substack, peternavarro.substack.com, peternavarro.substack.com. It's a great place to go to hear everything about the economy, Communist China, and all things Trump 2024. PeterNavarro.substack.com. See you next time. Look around and tell me what you see. Every day, more people in the street Said I used to work in a factory Right now, I don't work for anything It's not
my family I wish to feed Not much Cause we've got simple needs Too bad They sent our jobs away CEOs get richer And our jobs all move offshore We go to the store and spend our money Send all the dollars overseas This ain't the land of milk and honey Send all the dollars overseas 